Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Mr. 813, your host, Ahmad Kibi. This is another episode of Halftime with the Playmakers, your midweek partner with the live show, The Playmakers, which airs on WANM FM 90.5 every Saturday from 12.30 to 2 p.m. It's good to be back. Guys, how y'all feeling today? Feeling great. Feeling amazing, man. Blessed, highly favored. Yeah, yeah I'm feeling good, feeling great. You know, the weather is not too cold. It's not too warm. It's like right in the middle. Nah, it was chilly. It was chilly. Nah, this morning it was Chili, but it's 38 starting to warm up it's starting to warm up a little bit you know fellas we got a lot to talk about we have a lot in store for this episode i'm actually really excited we're continuing our series of who's next but we're gonna get into that just a little bit later but for now we're gonna start out with talking about some nfl offseason moves yeah guys i have one question for you guys there's been a lot of commotion going on in nfl free agency we've seen a lot of big names go to different places and wear new uniforms so guys i do have a question given the recent moves and the recent news and media going on within the afc East. Who is the best team in that division coming into next season? I mean, that's a great question, but I like the Bills. I mean, obviously, I think it's the Bills. They got Damian Harris, and they needed a run game uh, real bad, and I think that that's going to be able to, you know, solidify their offense entirely. Josh Allen will grow over the offseason and hopefully be able to make that connection with Stephon Diggs bigger. So I'm not better. I'm not completely opposed to what you said, but I think my problem is I'm just not sold on the Bills, like, winning, like, actually winning. Like, you can say that they're the best team in the division, but, like, are they going to actually do anything with that? You know what I'm saying? Even Stefan Diggs said himself, why aren't we winning? They have all the pieces. They signed Von Miller like two seasons ago. Then you have all the offensive pieces that you need. You got Gabe Davis. You have Stefan Diggs. Like you have James Cook. Like, yeah, honestly, I'm not sold on the Bills. Now, to answer the question, I think the Jets are probably the best team paper-wise. Mm -hmm. Like when you look at them on paper, I think the Jets are the <laughs> best team because not only do you have to think about their squad that they had last year. I mean, they have a really, they have a relatively decent defense. They got Sauce Gardner. They just added some more pieces to their defense as well. They do have a lot of young receivers. I get it. They're young receivers, but at the same time, these are actually decent receivers. I know they had a receiver that just had 1,600 yards and his quarterback, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, added, they also added yeah. Allen. Lazar. Exactly. Alan Lazar. So you add Alan Lazar. Brees Hall coming back from injury. So so it's even helping my argument even more. So when I look at this team on paper, they're definitely the best team coming out of the division because the other team is who? The Dolphins? Yeah, the Dolphins are the and team then, to come out. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm not really sold on the Dolphins either because you still have Tua talking about Lowell who can't go a whole full season without getting a concussion. And so... That was a low blow. It, it was, but it, it was a very true, truthful blow. He's always hurt. It's always somewhat It's always, it's always he something. Was, you he was know? hurt in college. He was hurt in the NFL. So it's always it's a consistent pattern with him just being hurt. Exactly. So for the sake of the question, I gotta say the Jets. I like what they have to offer, and I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna take them to another level. Honestly, if, if Aaron like Rodgers signs, I like the Dolphins. Ramsey, the X Man, but come on, that's the best duo defensively. He just came off his worst season statistically. Okay, ever. okay, but Ram, him and Ramsey gonna chop out. Hey, we gonna we gonna bounce back. We gonna do it right because Ramsey Ramsey's a good locker room player. You might say Tua and his concussions. Yeah, I, I respect that and all, but I mean that offense, that offensive power is dangerous. You got Waddle, you have Hill. That, they lost Gasecki, but they're gonna get somebody else to replace him. They got a good run game. They got Mike Daniels as as their offensive coordinator and their head coach. So I like Ramsey on the other side of Xavier Howard. I mean, like Xavier Howard's strapped. He's strapped. He's gonna strap you. Like I like him. Yes, he's um, getting clamped by Garrett Wilson. Exactly. They'll be able to kind of like push each other. You know what I'm saying? Make each other better. Kind kind of deal. But I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I'm not sold on the, the Dolphins yet. I'm not either. I'm, I'm not, not sold on the Dolphins yet, only because of their quarterback. Like, literally. I think I think Tua definitely scared a lot of people last season with his first concussion. Then he turned around he got, got a second even, concussion. An even scarier concussion. So, a lot of people were saying he should retire, and he didn't retire. That's, that's completely in his right regard. But you can't sit here and say that they're the best team coming out when they their most important position is a question mark. Yeah, I a see. Question it's a mark. question mark. I get it. And then it's not only that. Like I said, like when we was talking about Ramsey, I mean, yes, it's Jalen Ramsey. It's X-Man. And he's one of my favorite corners. But bro came off his statistically worst season so far in his career. I'm looking at his stats right now. So, now, <laughs> he gave him the most touchdowns this year, right? What do you think, Tristan? Check me out. Check me out. So I hear everything y'all saying. The Dolphins have made a big pickup with the Jalen Ramsey pickup. I like the pickup. But at the end of the day, you still got to go to Buffalo and play in the cold. I don't care how good. They proved that, though. Who? The Dolphins. They Did proved they? that, though. They lost. They lost. But I'm saying they could keep up with them. They could keep up with them playing in the cold. We don't, get, we that, don't give cookie points. We don't give cookie I'm just saying they're not going out there get blown up. out in the, in the cold, no, though. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. But you have to win, though. Like, yeah, it's cool. You can keep it close. But you have to win. The same thing with the with the Bills and playing the Chiefs. You have to win. It don't matter how close you keep the game. You got to win. And I don't think anybody has made that over-the-top move that's going to put them over Buffalo. New England still going to be New England, a mediocre team. But, mm-hmm. man, can Buffalo New England, win? New England did Buffalo? Y'all talking about winning. Can Buffalo win? Buffalo can Buffalo win the, win the big game? Buffalo I think they can. I mean, Thank you. Buffalo can Thank win you. the division. See, yeah, y'all Buffalo talking about winning. Division. <sighs> Buffalo won the big games. But, but listen though, listen though. We can say Buffalo can win the division before yeah, Aaron Rodgers went into the equation. Well, he's not now, there yet. He's now, not there yet, by the way. Okay, but he verbally said he intends to play with the I Jets. I verbally so, intend to be a billionaire. What I'm saying it don't is, mean it's gonna happen. Yeah, but Brian, what I'm saying is, you <laughs> can say do, brother, you can do. say a Josh Allen is gonna win the division when he's going up he against Mac Jones and injured Tua. He won the division and like, bro. But when you say Aaron Rodgers, first of all, Aaron Rodgers has one thing that. All those quarterbacks in the division don't have a ring, one, and what comes with a ring? A ring experience. He got MVP too. Man, we exactly. were in, we were Hold on, we were the elementary school. school. We were the elementary school when he won his ring, by the way. <laughs> a ring is a ring at the end of the day. On top what? of that, like, why, do, why, why do people like to discredit a ring? Like, what, bro, what, a ring is what a have ring. You done I'm not going to lie to Lamar's point. It don't matter if it was in 1980s, 1950s. What have you done for me lately? I do. Oh, oh, I'll tell you what he's done for you lately. Back to back MVPs, even though one of those years, I really don't think he should have won that. What did he do in the playoffs? But besides fold upon fold, Upon fold. We saw exactly. the same what, thing Josh about Josh Allen? what has Josh Allen done ever since he got thing. into the league in the playoffs? Won the division so right now, the they're, going, they're going tit for tat right now. You know what I'm saying? Check me out, though. I want to say something because I heard the disrespect to Mac Jones. I don't want to hear, oh hear, hear too much disrespect on Mac Jones because he had a defensive coordinator as his offensive Bro, coordinator. Stop, last stop year. it. Stop. Okay. Am I wrong? No, you're not so, wrong. So, but, so you expect a jump. You expect a jump this year. I do expect a jump. Okay, or a small jump. Not a huge jump. All right. But we're going to see improvement. Tristan said he expects a jump. I die. I highly doubt. That. I I don't know. I'm optimistic about Matt Jones, but he needs to have a jump this year, bro. Yeah, they just signed Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster. They just signed Mike Mike Jacecki. Like he exactly. has to he have a jump. The, he was throwing the garbage men in dishwashers last year. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so they, Kobe they Myers just got is a dishwasher to you. He's trash. You saw yes. what he did against the Raiders. Kobe Myers is he's trash. He's, oh my god. He's, he's, he's overrated. respectable. He's, he's respectable. Overrated. He's, he's respectable. He's not trash. No, I would say he's underrated, but he's okay. I wouldn't say he's overrated. 
Tristan. Like, not many people even know about by him. The way, by the way, for some but uh, he's solid. statistical reasons, uh, Jacoby Myers had 804 yards last year, six touchdowns. Just I mean, a little, just a little, that you know, was the quietest step. 800 yards <laughs> exactly. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> bro, and, and, and we're talking about Mac Jones, but uh-huh. come on, like, I'm just, I'm not sold, fellas. I'm, I'm not. But for the sake of the question, that's my answer to Jets, man. I'm not, I, I like Aaron Rodgers what over you, every quarterback. What you going to do if Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to the Jets? What do you mean? They yeah, still got, got something crazy. What? what about if he goes to the Dolphins? Right. Ooh, Aaron so, Rodgers? So on yeah. that. Yeah, this guy's crazy. Yeah, so on, right. on, crazy. on that note, fellas. All right, so we're going to move on onto the next topic. So we've talked about the AFC East, and we talked about Aaron Rodgers going there. We talked about Jalen Ramsey going there. But who do you think won the free agency as a whole? A lot of teams have been making a lot of moves. I can tell you one team that did not win free agency. The was, Eagles. Yeah. But I was really going to say my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But Jeff couldn't wait to say that. He couldn't wait to say that. I did. Because, you know, we got your bands. Tristan, I'll start it off with you. Who do you think won free agency? Uh, I want to say, first of all, I don't really have, like, a clear-cut winner. But I will say the Cincinnati Bengals made a big-time acquisition picking up Orlando Brown Jr. to get Joe Burrow some help on the offensive line. Some desperate needed help on the offensive line. That was a great pickup for them. Also, a sleeper pickup. C.J. Gardner-Johnson to the Detroit Lions. Yeah, yeah. They're stacking up over there in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, don't don't also. I mean, I know it might seem like all oh, these people watch, but don't sleep on what the Carolina Panthers are doing either. They they trying to put something together yeah, over are, there. They are. My pick is the Lions. I'm gonna go back on you. They got David Montgomery, Cameron Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley, Garner, CJ Garner. You know what I'm saying? So I would say them. And plus they got their picks too. They got the sixth pick, the 18th pick, the 48th pick, and the 55th pick. So yeah. they could really they could really make some moves. They can either trade it and get some more assets or draft some rookies. So that that's my take. And not to mention they gonna have a fully healthy JMO next year. Yeah, that's too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got, I got the one in the division, no cap. Yeah. Uh, two free agency pickups that I really like is uh, Darren Waller to the Giants. I think that adds a great piece to Daniel Jones and his development. You have Saquon Barkley in the backfield. Had a great return year uh, from the injury. And I, I think that the sky's the limit for that team. And then I also like Stephon Gilmore to the Cowboys. I think that he'll pair perfectly with them. He'll allow Trayvon Diggs to get some experience. He'll be able to, like, mentor him, basically, and grow him into the cornerback that he possibly wants to be in the future so I like those two pickups I'm not gonna lie it's not looking good for my team because every team in our division has been making moves so to answer the question my pick for who won free agency I guess I'll just stick with within my division is the New Orleans Saints yeah I was about to say that but I want to stay humble first of all but I mean did we win but first of all them boys went out and got a quarterback Derek Carr then they re-signed yes they solidified their quarterback depth by re-signing Jameis Winston so then they re-signed Mike Thomas. They re-signed Mike Thomas. They, they signed Ju- Jawan Johnson. Re-signed Michael Jamal Thomas Williams. for a one-year deal. We got deal. Jamal Williams now. <sighs> that boy. Lord, they, they, the boys making moves. Like they're yeah. they're 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 making moves. Tampa man. Bay taking for Caleb Williams. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I yeah. I that's a so. good. That's I a think good. So. I, I think like so. that take. I do but like that I hope take. it doesn't happen. So and and it, and from the looks of it, on our offseason, our offseason moves so far, we signed Baker to a one-year deal. We we signed Chase Edmonds. We signed. Greg Gaines, like Ooh. we resigned. <laughs> you know who Chase Edmonds is. Drake. Greg, Greg, Greg Gaines. Who? <laughs> like, who are you talking about right now? Like, come on, bro. He's a defensive tackle, bro. We resigned Levante to a one-year deal, which is actually surprising because, bro, Levante was from the slide. Levante solid. Levante I like was from the slide. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just signed me to a one-year deal at wide receiver. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? How much? They signed anybody. One mil, one mil. Yeah, they, they definitely take it down. They, they signed you to a one-year deal worth one million dollars? Yeah, man. That's I'm confused, too. I just got the message. He's talking about one mil. Underpaid, <laughs> underpaid, in my opinion. Underpaid? Under, I'll take it. You know what I'm doing right now? <laughs> what? Working for free? Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, just if we're going to, like, really break it down, like, the moves, there they haven't been a lot of moves. I mean, there's not really much we can do. We have the worst cap space in the NFL. We're $56 million over the cap. So there's not much we can do, but our, our moves that we have made have been sensible moves, which is something that I have not been able to say in a very long time for my team. Y'all forced Tom Brady to retire a couple of years early. He retired He retired one year early, came back, and then retired again. He was not he trying to come back to Tampa. Uh, he saw who was on the roster and said, I got to do this again. And oh, yeah. He, after the game, he looked at it. He, he, he said, who? The room. He, he said, like, who we got? I ain't coming back. <laughs> Bro, he's I literally like taking less to the Super Bowl. I'm he, not hearing that. He said, y'all be easy. I'm out of here. Y'all I feel like the Bears upgraded, too. I was just about to say that. The Bears, the Bears been making motion. They got Robert Tunyon. And they got Deontay T.J. Edwards. They got they got they're getting pieces for the young buck. I'm glad Justin to Fields. see them actually giving Justin Fields a chance. You need to give somebody more than two years, especially if they have a terrible offensive line. And me and Malik at wide receiver. Yeah, they went and traded yeah. traded Claypool. Yeah, the season and everything. And yeah, I think no, they didn't get down. anything back for that, or they they traded something very valuable for for Claypool. And like the fans were like, "What are you doing?" But I mean, now it's looking like it's starting to come together a little bit. I just want to see to put an offensive back. line around him because he's gonna be running for his life all next. Draft. <clears throat> Fair enough. We draft one. I'm excited to see who that draft, man. We're going to see. But moving on, fellas. All right, so we're going to kind of transition to college basketball a little bit. We're in the Lord, middle of March. March Madness is in full swing. Guys, Sweet 16 is underway. Uh, so what are you guys' thoughts so far? We've seen a lot of upsets. Number four, Virginia. We've seen Arizona go down. Yeah. Like, guys, first of all, first of all, for those of you who aren't uh, as tuned in. Kansas too, but oh, are Kansas still in it? Yeah, no, Kansas, 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 Kansas lost too. The but, coach was on it going crazy. But for those of you who aren't as tapped into March Madness, let me put this in perspective for you guys, right? So there was 20, over 20 million brackets filled out before the start of March Madness, right? After two days of basketball, only zero were left perfect. Like, I don't I don't think you understand the magnitude of that. Like, literally zero were left perfect after just two days of basketball. And the biggest one coming to me was seeing that school from New Jersey. FDU. Yes. Fairleigh Dickinson University. That was a beautiful game. Man, y'all being too nice, man. I ain't got time for this. Arizona, Purdue, who else? Virginia. Oh, y'all can count y'all days. I will be there. Y'all ruined my bracket. It was done after the first, after the first day. day. How much after you say you was going to win, Tristan? Bro, I thought I was going to win that 20 mil. <laughs> <laughs> not going down, that boy's for the away in the private Kansas. Hey, Count you, your days. Hey, who'd you who'd you pick to win the whole thing though? Alabama. You only you only made one bracket or Alabama. more? I only make one bracket. Making more than one bracket is cheating. No, it's not. I think it is. I picked Alabama too to win. I, I still think they have a very high uh, chance of winning. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. No, I ain't done. I ain't done. Oh. Florida Atlantic. Mm -hmm. Count your days. I don't care about no Cinderella run. Princeton. Count let's, your days. Let's go FAU. What, what do y'all think this is? Brian, I'm not let's gonna go. let. I'm not gonna let you sit up here and act like you you like. FAU, bro. If anybody is out of South Florida, I, I'm going for you 100% of the time. I think FAU is solid. I watched them play. I watched I mean, them play, too. It's probably because they were playing fairly Dickinson, but they look like a solid team. They, they are a solid team. They this like to control this is easily the best season FAU has ever had in their school history in terms of basketball. I'm yeah, not going to lie, though. If Alabama beat San Diego 
State, we pretty much have a you have a cakewalk, a cakewalk to the you final have four. a cakewalk to the final, four. and I'm so ecstatic. Yeah, because the next um, who yeah. y'all will play is either Creighton or Princeton. I hope we play Creighton Princeton. has. I mean, Creighton has the seven foot dude who's solid. I mean, mm-hmm. they just throw it up to the guy, and they have Nimhard who's a bucket. I was bucket. watching them play the other night. They were they were cooking. Get into the chicken, and they boy. were playing Baylor. They was cooking <laughs> Baylor. I like so. I like Princeton to win. I like Princeton to beat Creighton. Mm, I do too. Okay, okay. I like so, that upset. So just let me ask you this, dude. Talk to me. Houston, Miami. We talked about this. I like, I, I I like keep, Houston. I keep switching my answer. I like Houston, Miami. Houston plays so tough. Like if you sit there and watch Houston play, they play so they tough. They do. They do. But, but Sasser, Sasser is also he's hurt. Not, and like, the, other, not and the other guard, other guard not full full strength either. So if Sasser isn't 75, 80%, I think Houston can lose that game because if Miami get hot, it's over. And Miami can play. Like Miami they can plays really fast. Play. They can. So, I mean, can't get up with them. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a problem. Absolutely. I think this game is about like coaching versus coaching. Two great coaches going head to head. Um, what more can you ask for? But and it's about um, discipline too. You gotta add that in too because can can you stay disciplined? A lot the of entire game? a lot of March Madness comes down to discipline. Like silly like silly plays that we see at the end. Where which game was that? Was that the Virginia game that they lost? Yeah, yeah. when he where threw that jump, he threw the ball. I, I screamed so loud. I was like, <laughs> no way, <laughs> I no knew. way. He just throw that up. In I the mean, press. yeah. I mean, you shouldn't be doing that. And like, also another Some game. Timeout. Yeah, he did have another. He had another timeout. His his teammates open wide over on the left side yeah. of the court. So he threw it up. And I understand why you want to throw it up in the air, but you got to throw it harder than that if you're trying to throw it up in the air and waste time on the clock. He just throw it up, little lob pass, and they come down and hit a game winner. So like stuff like that is like just discipline. At the end of the day, is blowing a lot of these March Madness games. Yeah, right. but when you talk about discipline, like that so, comes down to coaching. Like it does it, or does it really come down to the players? I think it comes down to the players. But the but the coach molds the players into. The player that he wants him to coach, be, right? Okay. He's a, perfect, not, a perfect game, for example, right? A perfect game, for example. Look, I'm gonna no, I'm I'm give you this. He's gonna tell the players. I'm gonna tell, tell you this. On the floor. I'm gonna tell you this though, right? So Xavier, it was like one of the early rounds, like first round, right? Xavier versus Kennesaw State. If you was really watching that game, anyone who was really watching that game, they know that Kennesaw State was, was giving Xavier them buckets. They were supposed to win. But that what game. happened? What happened in the last 10 to 12 minutes of the game? Kennesaw State went scoreless. They got for 10 minutes. Yeah. You can have a plan. Your coach can tell you a plan, but if you're not disciplined enough, like, like I, I think truly what happened, they just really got like the jitters for real, you know. Like I was watching the whole game in its entirety. I think they really just got the jitters. Like they felt, they felt the victory, and then they just was like, okay, we forgot how to finish a ball game. I understand what you're saying, but as a coach, you have the ability to control the game. If your team is has two straight turnovers or whatever, you should know, okay, let me get a timeout. Let me sit these guys down, get them in control. That's where the discipline comes in. I think all, all of y'all are right. All of y'all are right. What it, March Madness is different than any other game during the season. It don't matter. But the, the reason why I say that is because all it takes is one game. And your season is over. Facts. You. It's been plenty of years where we seen the best team in in the NCAA that year not win it. Kentucky in 2015, undefeated team, they didn't win. They had one bad game against Wisconsin. Kentucky the year they had Bam, De'Aaron, Malik Monk. North people. Duke. Made, that Duke team. With that Cam Duke Reddy. team. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Oh, oh, right, oh right, God, right, 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 right. we're just keeping it in the band. But still, though, y'all it, were supposed to win the championship. It's been today. plenty yes. of years where <laughs> the best team, even a year where John Wallen was blowing through everybody, they easily had the best team in the NCAA that year. They didn't win it. All it is is one bad game. It, it might not necessarily come down to coaching. Can you hit a shot? If you can't hit a shot on any given day, it's over. Game you don't, runs, you don't, you don't get a You don't get a second chance. So you got to come on your best of best every single game because if you don't, it don't matter how good you are. Those teams made the tournament for a reason, so they're just as good as you technically. We don't, we don't care about seeds anymore. As you see, Princeton is in the Sweet 16. 
Yeah, that's Princeton. crazy. Yeah, also, you got to be able to stop the runs and be able to go on your own run. Yeah, exactly. Because if you let a team get hot or let a team that's not supposed to be in the game stay in the game, then you're kind of bound to lose. And I think that's what um, Miami does a good job of and Houston does a good job of. Like, if they get down, they're able to kind of, like, start their own stretch. That kind of brings them closer, and then they're able to kind of take over the game from there. But you know what separates Alabama from all of them? Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Everyone knows that Alabama is going run and gun. They like to shoot. Yeah. They like to play real fast, but but, but you know that can get sloppy sometimes. But you know no, what no, I'm no. saying. But, though, the re- but the reason why that why it works is because we can win multiple different ways. Yeah, that I we saw that. Slow the game the, down. We can play defense. We we can do anything. We saw that in the we saw that in the Texas, SEC Texas does that game. too, though. Texas does that. But too. y'all main y'all main way of scoring is fast and behind the three point line. Absolutely. So what I'm saying is, if a team like San Diego State, maybe they have like I haven't really watched too much of them during the tournament, but I know for one that they're they're definitely good. They're in the Sweet 16. They can definitely play some defense absolutely if, i don't know you know an upset could happen yeah i'm but, not gonna sit up here and pretend like i know anything about san diego state i'm gonna do a little research on them tonight yeah watch uh some of their previous games also if you don't have access to any of the ncaa tournament games just download the app you can watch all the march games madness live yeah you can literally watch all the games for free and, that's how i've been keeping and, up with it you know one just just one quick thing before we just move on to the next topic you guys have mentioned a lot of great teams we talked about alabama we talked about houston we talked about miami Talk about Texas. Texas. two other teams. But you guys didn't mention UCLA. Yeah, I was just going to say that. UCLA has been silently I just them boys cooking. Even in the tournament. Okay, so let's look at that side of the bracket, actually. Like, let's actually like, break down that side of the bracket could, real quick. Cause check me out. Check me out, though, right? So I think someone said it earlier. I think it was Tristan or it might have been Jeff. If UCLA beats Gonzaga, they low-key have a cakewalk, too. That's not no, true. not true. Because UConn's good. Arkansas is scrapping. Bro, that's going to be an amazing game. I like Arkansas. I think that's going to be a great game too but I like Arkansas to upset UConn nah. and I like you I just think I, UCLA I, 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 I think UCLA is just a better team Smith I trust but okay Jordan Hawkins no matter what Nick Smith, okay, I trust. okay I hear y'all I hear y'all but no matter what you say I still think UCLA is better than either of these teams in my yeah, opinion because the X factor for UCLA is Amari Bailey if Amari Bailey can't get no jump then it's like the problem is Amari Bailey is the X factor yeah that's the second guard if he can't get no jump have y'all watched yes yes I've been the first or second game he came out and he was he was cooking. It seems like he's the motor. Not like yeah. all of it, but if he comes out the gate running, doing all that crazy extra stuff he be doing, like going to the basket fillet and like pulling up in the mid-range out of nowhere, like that gets them started. He's their motor, if that makes sense. Yeah, I see what really you're saying. Good. That's what I'm saying. They ain't getting no jump. They're kind of done. That Arkansas-UConn game, that's going to be a nail-biter. Because everybody thinks Hami Hawkins, but that Kansas really State. Hawkins is a bucket, like though. Yeah, but everybody highlights him, but you got to think of Tiger. I, yeah, they oh, yeah, I, like, I like Tiger, too. It's, it's, I mean, that team is it's a lot of different yeah. components that go into it. But UCLA has a veteran team though. Yeah. Yeah. When you think do, about Tiger, when you think about uh Hawkins, I think uh, yeah. those people been there for a minute. They've been I there think for what a, years. a lot of these good teams, a lot of them are depending on veteran players this year. We see this year a lot more True. juniors and seniors stepping up and winning I mean, the COVID year. Tournament. Yeah, COVID, we see a lot more of that now because of the COVID year. A lot more teams are relying on their veteran players than before. Like we've seen the March Madness, like those Kentucky teams were stating or those Duke teams they were talking about where they were dependent on freshmen. Yeah. We're just not seeing that too much this year. And that's why I think we have great basketball right now i mean like like we were talking about like tristan was talking about like not all no, none of the teams this year were undefeated going into the tournament like it was all comp which wasn't the best during the regular season but, but that's we- such a very rare occasion though like i'm not i mean and that's no knock to them I, to all the teams that do go undefeated which that in my lifetime i think it's only been 
two Gonzaga in Gonzaga in Kentucky, and neither one of them won the championship. Gonzaga got blitzed yep. in the national championship game by Baylor. It was so, bad. But I don't. I never thought Baylor. I mean, Gonzaga was the best team that year. I think Baylor was pretty much the best team all throughout. Also, yeah, Kansas sure. State. Kansas State. Yes, I was Keontae about to say that. Johnson. He came. Keontae back. Johnson. Shout out to Keontae man. Johnson. Shout out yeah, to Little Man. Little Man gave the work. I want to talk about that real quick. And that, that game John was nuts. Calipari that knew game was better nuts. than that. He shouldn't have did that. Karma came back on the boy. He was in the press conference. I don't know if y'all know. He was in the press conference. He was like, um, yeah, they got on a run and they made a nice layup. And then Little Man, he said like Little Boy, Lil came boy. And, and made the hey, three on us. Hey, he getting busy. He from, also, the, he from the NYC too. He getting busy. I want to highlight this, and I stand on what I say. I know a lot of people may not agree with me, but talk about overrated. Calipari pulls in some of the most, some of the best talent every and has never year. and hasn't. But this wasn't done the best talent. Yeah. No, 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 no. It, it definitely, it definitely. Oh, it was, it, no, no, no. It far, far ooh, from far it. Now, next from year, it, yeah. Next year, if he don't win, I'm yeah, on his head. Yeah, I'm on his head. Again, Dewan Wagner yesterday. If he don't win it next year, then I don't. I'm saying is what I said. He. It's been a lot of the times where Kentucky has clear and far the best team in the NCAA. And they never win. And I think that comes down to coaching. I think it's something up with Calipari's coaching style. And now it's starting to come up, catch up with him because now the one and dones aren't really one and dunning like they used to, if that makes sense. All right, guys. So one more thing before we head on to the NBA topics. So out of so I just checked ESPN.com. So three experts have UCLA winning all those games. Now I'm not saying it's not gonna be a close game because the score of margin in each of these games is three to four. But UCLA is favored to win. Oh no, man! We According got to ESPN.com. Oh man, playing the team. We gonna have to wait to see. We got a so six-year senior playing. Yeah, Drew Timmy, him. He in college now. I don't think he's gonna transfer over, transfer <laughs> to uh, NBA. But in college, he him. That mustache be giving him power. You know? Oh me, you won't do that to me though. We're just gonna have to wait <laughs> and see, fellas. All right, fellas. All right. So moving on to the NBA, guys. The NBA playoffs is fastly approaching. The NBA playoffs start April 11th with the play-in tournament, fellas. Who is your favorite? matchup going into the playoffs the bracket already came up no there's not well not, not we just we just we just speaking from hypothetically a, from a hypothetical stance because pretty much if you look at the eastern and if you look at the eastern conference seeds one through six are pretty much unlocked low-key yeah, but i mean uh, i mean they are but they aren't i'm right? looking i'm not gonna lie i'm really looking forward to that first round matchup if the seeds stay the way they are now cleveland oh, yeah. versus new york yeah, yeah i was just staring at that cleveland but it's not ass. it's not gonna be good at all though because I really believe Cleveland's going to beat them. All right, let me talk on that real quick. Cause Here he go. Yeah, here no, go. I mean, honestly, like, I'm scared of that matchup. <laughs> I, would, I would be too. Hey, I'm going to keep it a band. I'm going to keep it a band. I'm scared. Not you a good me? matchup. Um, I don't want Donovan Mitchell coming in here and, like, cooking us in the garden. Like, I don't want that. Like, we've seen it before with a superstar coming in there and, and they're in the playoff series with Trey Young. And <laughs> they, they actually, I, and, their attributes go by 10 when they play the Knicks in the playoffs. And this, it's just going to hit a little bit harder. You know what I'm saying? If we lose to them just because, like, we could have signed the dude this offseason and we decided not to. But, I mean, Julius Randle dropped, like, 50 songs last night. Yeah. And in a loss, like Brian likes to say, and loss decided to say, but I think we're still solid. But I don't, I'm scared of that matchup. <laughs> a matchup I would like to see if the Kings get the second seed and they play the Mavericks, that would be nasty. I thought mm, that'd, be, that'd be a good game. That's to watch. a great matchup. I like that matchup. You talking about the Kings that you didn't believe in two weeks ago? Yeah, ain't been yes, I didn't believe. <laughs> but like the beam, like the beam, like the beam. <laughs> what's, what's they're saying? Light, light the, beam. the beam. That's so lame. Like, after every win, they have, like, a beam that lights. You a hater. Light the beam. What, what's the saying for the Orlando Magic? Magic win. Okay, so I have a, <laughs> I have a, 
have a quick question. Yo, yo, what what was that about? No, nah, hold on some before we go on this. What was they what's they what's they saying again? That's not their saying, bro. I was just trying. That match that that is awful. Y'all might as well just go ahead and make the You know what? Though, what's the heat before saying? Ahmad, wait, wait, no, no, no. Ahmad, wanna, our, ours is in Spanish. I wanna revisit something that Ahmad said when we <sighs> first when we first first when the NBA season first started. You said the magic were gonna win how many games? Thirty or forty? I said thirty. You only win game off. Yeah, I know. And we still got plenty of ball to play, bro. Thirty is the bare minimum, really. I mean, imagine if y'all lost every play other 82. game after. <laughs> you know I can't win thirty out of eighty-two bro, games. Bro, we're, we're we're definitely gonna win tonight when we play the Wizards. So. I mean, y'all aren't eliminated from the play. Oh, oh I know, yet. I know, brother. Yeah. I know we not. Um, <laughs> one disappointment that I really had this season was the Pelicans. Like, I really want the Pelicans to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, okay. after well, guess time, what? Zion is Zion prone. And I know, this. but it's just like ah, I wanted them to make it. At the time, um, Zion got hurt. They was like number three in the West. Yeah, they yeah. Was top, top two, yeah, top three. And they East. they literally tanked all the way down to like twelve. That's like, kind of sad. He was out. Brandon Ingram was out for a while too. CJ McCollum missed a couple games here and there. So like they've been going. Through I mean, a lot McCollum's years are ticking though. Like okay, so here's a better question: Who do you think is gonna win it all? Because all these teams have been oh, so it's fools. so wide open this year. All so these teams have been so which is wide. Which is why the Los Angeles Lakers about to make a run in the West. I'm calling it now. All right, bro. I'm not, I wanted to talk now, about that. Do we think they make the play in? Do they we can, think they yeah, make the yeah, plan? They yeah, make yeah, the yeah. plan. They yeah. make the plan, right? For sure, for sure. If they play Denver in the first round, either Denver or they play Sacramento, different. they lose it. They play different. They're done. Yeah, they're done. I'm I sorry. don't know, man. No, bro, I don't know. Matchup wise, I'm a LeBron fan, but hey, listen, matchup wise, matchup wise, I really like it. I like how this team. It's a brand new team after the Who's trade. Guarding Jokic, Anthony out. Davis. Hear me out. Hear me out. The, the champion is coming Anthony out of the Davis. East for the, sure. The, He's coming, yeah, the, I agree. The Anthony Davis that doesn't like playing defense? Anthony Davis likes playing defense. To guard defense. Jokic? When LeBron is on the court, it's a different type of timing. I'm telling you. When LeBron is playing, it's a different type of timing. Your collar is straight. Your shoes are tied tighter. <laughs> it's a different type of timing when LeBron is playing. So why have they been there. in the bottom of the West all season? Because LeBron, LeBron hurt. What's wrong with you? But AD was hurt, though. But AD was hurt, though. You see what I'm saying? Hey, hold on, Ma. We forgetting that they made a crazy trade deadline that has sparked them recently they are playing yes it sparked them Austin Reeves is playing out his mind. I love Austin. Okay, Reeves. Yeah. Hey, I watched yeah. Austin yeah. Reeves in person. Hey, he was getting busy. Hillbilly Kobe. I mean, Hillbilly Kobe is my busy. favorite Kobe. Kobe. player. But yeah, like I, like I said, I think the champion comes out of the East. Definitely I think it's going to sure. be either Milwaukee. That's my pick to win. Philly or Cleveland. Those Phil are my three picks. Philly has Tavis. You just going to disrespect the Celtics like that? Like they just won believe. in the finals? Cleveland over well, yeah over Boston. That's crazy. They were in the finals, but you also I think if Middleton was healthy in that game seven against Boston, even though they got a blitz. Iterated, I think Milwaukee probably would have beat them. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Boston is either going to be either Boston, Philly, or Milwaukee. I will say that. I, I like the Celtics. I like Milwaukee. I like New York Knicks. I like it. Come down to the best, <laughs> it come down to who the best player on the court. You know, every game, whoever has Milwaukee, whoever Milwaukee's playing, Giannis is going to be the best player on Giannis the court. Giannis is going to be the best player. I mean, he's the best player in the NBA. Y'all saw uh, Kevin Garnett say that uh, Drew Holiday is the best player on their Bucks. Did y'all see that? Kevin I, don't even, I don't even listen to Kevin. Kevin Garnett is an old soul that is very hateful. He not, hates everything yeah. that's new. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I, when 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 players when when old retired players get their input, sometimes sometimes you just gotta take it in out. one year and just turn out the other, yeah. bro. Charles Barkley. <laughs> I love Charles Barkley. Shouts out Charles Barkley. That man be rapping too much. He just uh, shouts out Charles Barkley. No chips. One MVP award. A great, a great. You know he plays like he's like six five and a power forward in the nineties. That guy is crazy. Bro. With that last with this no year? chips. I mean, he's cool, one MVP in an era of small ball. You think Charles Barkley can't eat here? Nah, no, I like no, Charles Barkley. You're crazy. No, bro. Because bro, the game is just so much more than just small ball. Charles Barkley can't shoot. Charles Barkley can't even shoot free throws. He had throws. a mid range. Charles Barkley had a mid range. 
he had a little. No, let's let's not sleep on let's not sleep on Charles Barkley in in, in today's era. He, yeah, he'd be yeah. amazing. We see Draymond Green do it just fine. Charles Barkley a better Draymond Green, really. Draymond Green. Okay, that's another topic for another. We're gonna game. give it to you because me personally, right. I think I think Draymond Green is more skilled than Charles Barkley you're was. Wally. You're Wally. You're I, I, I am. Yeah, you're Wally. 100. percent You understand? If, okay, if it wasn't for Draymond Green, the Warriors would have four chips. You understand, you understand that, right? Charles is MVP and has no chips. <laughs> and Draymond Green is a defensive player, defensive player of the year. And are you telling me one, two, me three, four time NBA champion? Are you telling me Draymond Green's better than Charles Barkley? Yes. What are we talking about right now? That's four chips. For another time, though. You and know? even, bro. Okay. He, okay. You can you can say everything you want to say about Draymond, right? If his own teammates, if his coach is saying Draymond is a huge part and why we want our chips, that's, there's there's nothing else to debate because Charles Barkley, like I said, has zero chips, one MVP, if I'm not mistaken, and was playing in an era. He was basically the mid guy in an era with other guys that was doing the same thing that he was doing but other guys were getting chips charles barkley is 6-5 and averaged 22 and 11 for his entire and career. no chips look <laughs> at the end of the day rings are not both hall of fame rings one of, but, by the way one of them the top 75 player all time by the way and, and it's not okay. draymond green one of them has four chips or rings Robert Horry a, got seven and was a what defensive does that mean? player of the year how many mvps he got how many times have draymond green ever led a team anywhere in the nba i mean i just told you he helped get his yeah, team to four said, chips i said He's I definitely said, been led. No, led. I, I get. I get. And honestly, if you want to take it there, before Steph Curry and Klay Thompson even really settled into themselves for real, Draymond was the leader of that team, bro. And still here? the leader of that team. He, he, was the, he was the one that set the attitude. That because, team, let's be real, the Warriors were soft. Okay, hold on. The team 100 getting Brian's point. The team 100% goes how Steph Curry goes. It does not go how Draymond Green goes. No, no. So wait, 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 wait. When Charles Barkley went. So you're going to sit up here and say that Draymond does not set the attitude or the tone at all? They go as far no, no, answer as answer the question. Answer, answer the question. question. Answer yes or no? no. Stop, Stop deflecting. Hold on. Hold on. Let's hold on. No, no, no. Let's you hold on. Let's answer the question. Hold on. Let's hold on. Let me tell you right. Because he sets the tone on the question. defensive end, right? I'll give you that. He sets the tone on defense. That's not what I said. Man, Stop what? rapping and answer the question. Yes. On defense, Jeff. Please. Jeff. I think to my point earlier. Jeff, answer the question. Jeff, save yourself right now. You think Draymond Green better than Charles Barkley? No, I want you to answer Ahmad's question. I'm not Draymond Green sets the tone on defense. Draymond Green is not going to lead a team to a championship. Like Charles Barkley led his team to the finals. All right, it's not even a discussion here. What are we talking Draymond about? Draymond Green is the motor for the Golden State Warriors. Like without Draymond Green, they're not. They don't. They don't run the same. He's Thank the you. motor. But Draymond Green would not be who he is without the people around him. But to Brian's point, Draymond Green hasn't gone to another team by himself and led the franchise to the playoffs to the West Conference Finals. That's what he's trying to say. That's, That's not fair. what he does. That's Charles fair. Barkley does do that. He was put in a system that allowed him to grow as a player, as a man, as everything. And do that, he was granted with four rings. But but to Brian's point, we haven't we haven't seen him go to another team and dominate and bring him to like a Western Conference final or something like that. Fair enough. And we never will because he said he's gonna be a warrior for life and he only got three more years of basketball in him. 90.5 the flavor station this is halftime with the playmakers and on today's episode we have a very special guest a part of our new series who's next where we bring in people from the sports industry whether you're an athlete a former athlete coach player etc we have a very special guest joining us today the third overall pick in the 2022 nba draft and the star of the houston rockets jabari smith jr jabari smith jr is an sec regular season champ 2022 freshman of the year 
2022 SEC All-First Team and a USA Gold Medalist. Jabari is also a former high school teammate of mine, a friend, and most importantly, a brother of mine. Welcome to Halftime with the Playmakers, Jabari. What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me. So I'm going to start off my first question since we know each other very, very well. I'm going to bring it way back to high school. What was your recruitment process like? Um... It started probably, I got my first offer maybe like ninth ninth grade summer uh, from like UAB. And then I just started playing AAU. And then it just picked up from there. I got like my first Power 5 offer was like Georgia. And then from there on, it just started like, started piling up really. What's up, Jabari, man? It's Malik. So what other school were you really interested in going to? And what made Auburn really stand out to you from the other schools that were recruiting you? Um, I was real close to going like to like Tennessee. Um... Most all SEC schools, like Tennessee, I was close to going to, like, LSU. Um, I was close to going to Georgia, too. But uh, it was just Auburn just because, like, the coaching staff. They got a lot of coaches who played in the NBA and who were, um, like, just have a have a long background in basketball. Bruce Pearl, who been to the Final Four, and just the people he's had in, in my position made it kind of easy for me. And it's, like, only an hour and 30 from, from where I'm from, so it was close to home. Hey, ain't no Bama love. It's crazy. Nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> my next question, we're going to move towards college. My question to you is, what was it like playing in the jungle in that atmosphere every home game? Uh, It was crazy. I feel like it's the best atmosphere in college basketball just because of the, the size of the arena, like like just the tradition that they brought to like to like just go basically go crazy at games. Like Jordan Hare the same way when, the, when, when football season come around, like the fans just really care about sports over there. And like it's just like a real big old family, so. I think it's one of the one of the best college atmospheres, if not the best in, in college. So Bruce Pearl is probably one of the most one of the more well known coaches in the NCAA right now. Tell me what it was like playing for him, and what all did he teach you? Uh, it, it was real fun playing with him. Uh, I feel like he's. I feel like the X's and O's go a long way, but I feel like the main thing w- w- that was with him was just that he always kept real with me. Like he never lied to me from day one. Like he always said it wasn't gonna be easy. He never was gonna treat me different from anybody else on the team. So that would kind of stood out to me. But he just always taught me to just have a fun have fun with the game and just play it because I love it. Not too much pressure not put too much pressure on myself and just I always play hard really, you know, he was really crazy about that. That's great, man. When you talk about, you know, you went to Auburn and you played with some uh, other great players, um, including Walker Kessler, you know, KD Johnson. Can you just talk about a little bit about that, playing with basically the same level of talent as you, you know, you weren't the only one out there dominating. You had other players like yourself. So can you talk about that? Uh, I feel like it, it it helped me a lot. You know, Walker was was a big part of our team just because he he covered up for a lot of our mistakes at the rim. Uh, a great teammate, you could talk to him anyway. Uh, he'll talk to you anyway. It was like we was real, really like brothers over there. And all all of us men from Georgia made it kind of a kind of like a coming home party just because like we all played against each other in high school. We've been seeing each other play for so long, so that was real cool. And then KD just his energy kind of rubbed off on me a little bit and uh. Brought some fire into me, I feel like. Um, but but just playing with them two helped us a lot, and they're the reason we won a lot of games. So. And, hey, Jabari, um, with the whole uh, draft process, uh, when I guess when did it kick in for you that you know that you were about to get drafted, and what was that whole draft process like? Um, it really didn't hit me till maybe like the end of the season, like going into the tournament. Like as the season started winding down, you realizing that, that the season coming to an end. That's when I first started like thinking about it, really. And um, it kind of started maybe right when the right after the tournament. Really, um, you, you you'll play your last tournament game or whatever, and then you'll probably take a like a week off, a week or two off, and then right after that, it's, it's right into it. So 
it was really nonstop for me after after college. And what was draft night like? Uh, draft night was crazy. You know what I'm saying? It was all of the speculations about going one, going two. And, like, you don't really feel the anticipation until you're really in that green room and, and he's up there calling the name. So it was really, like, kind of kind of crazy. It felt unreal until it happened. But uh, it was still still the greatest night of my life by far. And it should be. Yeah, yeah. And now that you're, you know, you're fully into the season and everything like that, you kind of, you know, you're a little more comfortable. What was some adjustments that you had to make? What was the toughest part about coming into the league for you? Uh, the toughest part about coming into the league, I would say the mental side of it. I feel like I had the intangibles, the, the skill set or whatever, but I felt like it was just the mental side, the the traveling a lot, the the um knowing where to be on the floor, the X's and O's of it. It was like it was more more so that. And when I figured out that part, the game kind of slowed down for me and just just got a lot easier on me. So you're one of the younger people in the league. You were probably one of the most youngest people in the draft. Tell me what it's like playing against people that you grew up idolizing, like LeBron, Steph Curry, mm. Damian Lillard. Uh, It's really crazy playing against him. It's like the first time you play him, it's like a, a shell shock. It's kind of like I ain't really never seen him in person before. I ain't never played against him. And you really kind of want to test yourself to see, like, see what it's really about. So. You know that was that that's, that. that's fun, but like the second time you play him, it's like it's like regular, like like you already done played him before. It's like it's like another game, really. So that's kind of how it go. Do they like they throw you tips and stuff after the game? Like, do you talk to them, chop it up with them? Um, some people will talk to you like during the game, but um, but uh, most people will say the same thing at, mostly after the game. But a few people put me to the side and talk to me or whatever. But uh, you know, it's just it just varies. So Jabari, I know Brian touched on it. Touched up on it earlier. You're coming down, you know, towards the end of your rookie season. So, uh, where do you feel like you rank amongst the rest of the rookies this year? Um, I feel like it hasn't been my uh, a great year for me, but um, I feel like I've shown enough to rank in at least the the top five or or, or or top whatever. But I just feel like I'm still one of the best rookies, no matter the no matter the struggles and and, and all of that. I feel like I've shown enough, shown a lot of upside, and uh, and and, and produced. Help my team win a lot of games and help my team win a few games. So, you know. Most definitely. And so with that being said, you know, you've had a pretty good stretch of games coming down towards the end of the season. So what would you say you credit that success towards? Um, just my extra work I've been I've been putting in, like just the the on the side work with, with our, our our coaches, uh Coach Lucas, my dad, um, just the whole Rockets organization just trusting me. I feel like uh through the through the struggles they didn't ever lose confidence in me. Um it kind of just stayed the same, and, it, and 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 they and they kind of gave me time to figure it out. So that's kind of how it went. You know, it wasn't no drastic change in what I was doing. It was just more so, just me figuring it out, really. And last question for me: moving into just the thought process of next season, what is something that you want to improve on, just about your game, just to become a better overall player? Um, probably just my shot creation. Uh, just shot creation, being able to being able to beat guys off the dribble and get to the rim and finish and. And just different counters, you know what I mean. Just of course improving my jump shot, getting stronger, and um, just just improving my overall game. I feel like um, just working on all aspects, just 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 getting better in, in in every aspect, really. Speaking of shot creation, you had a game winner against the Pelicans the other day. What was, what was that feeling like? Uh, that was crazy. That was that was one of the through the craziest moments I feel like in my basketball career. Like just the 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 aftermath of it, like just winning the game, like the. Uh, it was down 16, so like that was just a, just a, just a great feeling. The love I got from my teammates and 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 people back home was 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 real cool. So it was one of the, one of the best moments for me. All right, Jabra, I got a couple of questions for you. My first question to you is, what was your welcome to the NBA moment? Um, 
uh, probably uh, playing the, like the third game of the year, I think. It was on a back-to-back. It was right after we played Memphis at home. We traveled to Milwaukee and played the Bucks. Giannis had like 40. He was like 14 for 16 from the field. Uh, he was just – he just dominated us, really. And I was kind of guarding him most of the game. That was my matchup to start the game. So, I feel like that was a that was my welcome to the NBA moment. I think I was in foul trouble, too. So, yeah, he was – he was tearing us up. All right, another question for you. Since it's March and Auburn recently just lost, who do you have winning March Madness? Um, I don't know. I got a few teams. I really like – I like Creighton a lot, honestly. Um, I don't know. That's just kind of like my underdog pick. I know people don't probably want to pick them, but I like Creighton, uh, Alabama, I guess you can say. I mean, I don't really I – don't, I don't want them to win, but they got a good team. That's so tough. That's so tough. <laughs> but um, I would say them. I say Houston. Houston got a chance, too. I would say probably Creighton, Creighton, Arkansas, Houston, probably my three who I think going in. All right. And then my last question to wrap this up, who do you have in the NBA Finals and then who do you have winning it? Who do I have in the NBA Finals? I got to go Bucks still. Bucks is the problem. I got to go Bucks and then the West, dang. I don't know, man. The West is tough. I'll probably say. Who were just saying that? I don't know. The West. Um, I say Denver go this year. I say this is the first year Denver go. Um, I'll give it to him. So you got both one seeds going. Okay. Denver and Milwaukee. You like Milwaukee over Boston? I don't think Denver. I don't think Denver. No, nah, I don't think Denver will go. Take your time, brother. Take your time. Yeah. I'll say I'm gonna tell you who I wanted to be and who I think it'll be. All right. I wanted to be Philly. I wanted to be Philly and, and Golden State. Huh. Woo. I wanted to be Philly and Golden State, but it's probably I think it's gonna be probably Milwaukee and like Phoenix has a chance to go if they get healthy. I think it'll be like Milwaukee and like Phoenix or something like that. Again. I agree with that Milwaukee pick for sure, for sure. Yeah, Milwaukee is it's yeah, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> so that will conclude this interview, man. We appreciate you, Jabbar, coming on on behalf of everyone in the studio, on behalf of Jeff. We really appreciate you coming out. Yeah, man, I appreciate taking, you, taking man. Taking the appreciate time you. out of your schedule, man, just to come to chop up. it up with us, answer some questions. I've learned a lot about you more as a player, just kind of your journey and everything. So I'm really appreciative of you coming on the show and really just chopping it up with us, man. Anyone else? So I appreciate you for having me, for real. For sure. Nah, I definitely appreciate you coming through. I understand the Alabama disrespect. Yeah, I, I didn't really... Uh, I didn't really expect nothing more, but hey, you know, I definitely appreciate you coming through, man. It's always a pleasure to talk to an NBA star. So, for sure, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, boy. Okay, yeah. wait. I got one more question. You really take what? Milwaukee over Boston? Bro, why you still suck on that, bro? You an Orlando fan? Yeah, man. <laughs> I would just say. <laughs> I got to hear his reason. I would just say, like, what Milwaukee does, I feel like they're better defensively. I feel like they can put. I feel like they can match up with any team, and they, like they have so many different lineups. Like you can put Giannis at the five. You can play big if you want to. They got bench depth. It's like I just feel like I just feel like it's no, it's no holes in what they got going on. Like they don't. I feel like I wouldn't know what their biggest weakness is. Honestly, like they just seem so well put together, and they've been there before. So you know, um, that's why I pick them. Got you, got you. And then Boston relies on on, on threes a lot, and that kind of that, that can kind of hurt you. But you know, got you, got you. Well, again, Jabbar, we appreciate you uh, stopping by with us, man. We appreciate you, man, greatly. Uh, yeah. And again, we uh, appreciate you, and good luck the rest of the season. All right, bet appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
All right, guys, this will conclude this episode of Halftime with the Playmakers. It was a great episode. Guys, per usual, it's been a pleasure going to war with y'all, talking about sports and whatnot. Now we get into the favorite part of the show, at least my favorite part of the show, which is shout-outs. First and foremost, I just want to thank God for this opportunity, another opportunity to wake up, to be great, to continue another day. I want to thank my mom. I want to thank everyone in the studio with me, Brian, Malik, Tristan, Jeff, especially Jeff. Jeff been putting in so much work we got over the past boy, few months and like you know you know it don't go unnoticed like he really he really coming into this and we've been showing him the ropes and he's been doing what he needs to do in fact exceeding expectations so jeff shout out to you brother we appreciate you greatly and i can't wait to continue to make more great episodes with you all and yeah that's all it is for me go ahead Malik. first of all shout out to god couldn't do without you shout out to y'all boys in the studio appreciate y'all boys for <clears throat> just grinding man we be grinding and i appreciate y'all and shout out to myself yeah you already know how to throw that in there that's five weeks shout out to my row. family too shout out to y'all boys back at maryland shout out to god shout out to my family per usual shout out to y'all boys shout out to, well, let me put y'all put y'all back in spot shout out to me i make this happen every week man shout out to me <laughs> i love me but now nah, shout, shout out to y'all boys for real i love y'all keep putting out great episodes great work i enjoy working with y'all i enjoy making these podcasts and yeah that's it for me first and foremost i want to thank my lord and savior jesus christ everything he's done for me i want to thank my family for the love and support i want to thank my friends for the love and support that you guys constantly text me and tell me that you guys are tapping in whatever i'm doing i want to shout out to jabari again for coming on to the show my brother just taught me a lot of stuff on the court off the court we have so many memories and i thank you for coming on to the show appreciate everybody listening man i we are a reflection of everybody's love and support man we would be nothing without y'all shout out to bar if you know for giving us you know this special episode it's a, a good a good episode of what's next shout out jeff you know like Ahmad saying jeff's been putting a lot of work and you know, he's one of the definitely one of the greatest thing we've ever added to this show man all his hard work does not go underappreciated so appreciate y'all for listening man all right guys when without further ado we'll see y'all next week again this is your midweek partner with the live show the playmakers which airs on wanm fm 90.5 every saturday from 12 30 to 2. It's been your boy, your host, Mr. 813, and I'm gone.